a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of tramp sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus pale. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack sitting on the back of the ranch. But we call it home live with you every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central, or as a live recorded podcast, 24-7-365 on the OutdoorZone.com and all your favorite podcast platforms. My name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me now is Cody Ryan. Thank goodness, man! I'm gone one week. This whole thing just falls apart, you know. And so, oh, you're welcome. That. You're welcome. And he I'm is here. back. Uh, and <laughs> beef is in the house oh, now. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Moving right along, beef is here, and uh, Jack is the ranch hand that gets here early and makes sure the gate gets open. The old pot belly stove got fired up. Needed it this morning. Put a couple of screws in that screen door and some foil on that wire coat hanger that gets the signal out to you, the regulators, our regular listeners. And uh, we're grateful for you. Share this podcast with your friends. And uh, anyway, so, man, got a little bit of weather going on in this country. Yeah, it was hot. We had wind at our house, took down at the farm, it took down two trees. And so yesterday was, man, it was weird. We had, we had that wind. We had like two gusts of that wind come through. That's all we had, like two very powerful gusts, but it like barely missed us. The rain missed us. I was driving home and watching the storm, you know, periodically checking to see that I could make it home before the storm. Oh, dude, that was and yeah, I was, I was getting in that. I was a little bit rushing, might I say, um, a couple miles over the speed limit at times. Probably, might I say, shocking. And uh, uh, and then I get home, yeah, and it's a couple gusts of wind, and I mean, some big raindrops for about fourteen seconds. But we were at the very tail end of it, where it was heading northeast, and just barely missed it. And that was it. That's all we got. We got, I mean, the, you know, nothing was even wet or muddy or anything the next day. So 
all that, I rushed home, you know, 17 hours or whatever, 15 hours or 14 hours or however long I rushed hours and hours and hours, days, four podcasts, three radio shows, two long, long, long phone conversations. Uh, yeah, you can add zeros on the back uh, of every one of those things. <laughs> 20 podcasts, 10 phone calls, long, long, long phone calls. That's funny. But, well, yeah. Beef, did you go out and collect uh, firewood again? Were you? Uh, the- yeah, I was still cutting. It's still around. And uh, yeah. My goodness. What are you going to do? What's the point? The point. You know, that you, you know, you can buy all the firewood and all the time you've been cutting it. You could buy it for, I don't know, 150 bucks, and you've made about, you've made yourself about a dollar twenty-five an hour, cutting all this firewood for the last year and a half. You sound like the people that uh, I'll do DoorDash, um, and don't wash their cars anymore. They have someone else do it. Every someone else does their shopping for them. Someone else does their lawn. You do DoorDash? Hey, Don, yeah. Don, we're over that now. We're over that. It's <laughs> well, I'm no just longer saying. part of our lives. We've moved I don't on. even know what DoorDash is. <laughs> <laughs> we're I live are... out here in the farm, bro. bro. You... No, okay. DoorDash is. I got your fertilizer what, in your chicken What I'm saying is you go, right there's all this uh, free firewood, and you get to go get it, and you get to cut it up yourself. And it's not free. It is well. No, it's time not free. Time is money. Time is money. How many fires are you planning on having? You know, I was thinking <laughs> about this the other day. Um, there is a whole holistic type of thing where you go out and you do something that you either enjoy or you've got a uh, a purpose in, and it frees your mind from the other parts uh, of, of the uh, other areas of your life. Why do people go in hunting? Why do they go fishing? So, Why do they go out and do things like that? So you're doing this for mental uh, It's a mental purposes. therapy. Yeah, I need a lot of mental therapy. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's well, different. Hey, you, I think you're acting like your first argument for the last several months while you've been cutting firewood has been all about uh you know, how much money you're saving and how good it is to have all this firewood and all this. If it's just a de-stressor then that's a whole different deal you can have that one i give you that one well i mean that's that's the fruit of it it you know but yes and deep deep down that's uh you got to have firewood we do it you know for our tuesday night or men's bible study we have fires for our uh you know koz we have big fires everybody wants a big pit and kids love fires everybody loves fires where do you so, get all that firewood from? You go buy it? So No, there's so, a pile next to the fire pit usually. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just come over. I keep telling you, come over. It's everywhere. <laughs> okay. Uh at the farm. It uh it's but I you know what? I just clicked on this, Cody. <clears throat> so you know, for years we were trying to get out of the city, right? And God kept saying, uh, I gave you a place, take care of what I gave you. Remember then? And, and so I dug the pond, you know, I did all the stuff that I was doing out there. And even though I was out looking at land all the time, he kept, God kept saying, no, not yet. And, uh, 
And so I, I had my own little farm, my own little stuff. And, uh, and so beef is in that process. <laughs> and just like when you built your barn and you did all the stuff that you did out at your place and then you launched and you went out to the country and I did the same thing. Maybe beef is in the, God has got him in the staging process. You mean like or a like a grub worm? Firewood. I don't know yet, but you and know. how a uh, and you got get way off, way oh, down the way down. No, the I get deep. what you mean. No, I'm saying I'm, we create we create our own farm, our own country living. If it's in your if it's in your blood, in I just beef. think he's. I think he's. Uh, we're talking like he's not here. I think he's. <laughs> if if he uses that as, happens a, as a lot, a by the stressor. As a de-stressor, then that's one thing. If it's any other excuse in the amount of firewood you go after and the time and money you spend, you know, keeping saws blades sharp and fuel and all of those things, picking up firewood, then, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not a viable, uh, uh, viable expenditure of your time i'm so sure you i'm so glad cody ryan is back (laughs) aren't you tj hey he does he adds a bit of uh a a thought process that typically you and i don't in kind of like in the old days howard cosell and uh you know the whole monday night football thing you know no welcome back hey so uh, <laughs> How did we get there? Well, anyway. we got uh, the, these guys. The, the goal is the game here is to, uh, you know, you want to score more points than the other team. And that's the whole, the whole, the whole thing of this game right here. You is sound like that. Whoever. I don't I know, know what that is. That's like a uh, half Canadian. <laughs> very annoying voice. That's what that is. New York. Hey, I'll tell you what's not annoying and something that we depend on. And I've had a lot of conversations with Joe McBride over the last few weeks about all kinds of stuff. Everything from an estate that a friend of mine has that's got had 80 firearms. 80 firearms my goodness yeah and so i said you need to call joe he'll get you connected with the right people to help you go through those firearms and but first them. let me send cody over there real quick <laughs> oh everybody it's funny how many people come out of the woodwork when they find out oh he died and he has 80 guns hmm let me help you i, I can help friend. yeah um i just said go to joe mcbride he'll he'll help you work through this they could do that mcbride's guns uh, Austin family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer. They're not going to, they're just not going to sell you a firearm and then, uh, move to the next sale. They want to help you and make sure you have what you need, the right kind of firearm, the right kind of rifle, the right kind of shotgun. Uh, they have a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust, repair, modify those firearms to fit, make sure they're right. They have the good scope on them. They have everything you need on them. Uh, looking for youth model firearms, they have them there. Go if you're going to teach your kid to shoot, go get them the right size firearm. Um, you'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, corner 30th and Lamar. You can call them 472 3532, 512 472 3532, or just go online at McBride'sGuns.com, our hometown gun shop. Yeah, so I uh made the long drive back from. Uh, where was I? 
Uh, you were in Florida, the, weren't oh, you? Georgia. Georgia? No, Florida. Georgia, Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, border line there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the weather. Holy cow. Speaking of the weather, just being warm. I mean, that whole area was just warm. And I know that a lot of people have been getting snow and ice. And It was snowing, it was snowing in L.A. while you were there. That's yeah. backwards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, that, that, that East Coast, you know, where I was, was just unseasonably warm. Now, it wasn't Northeast, obviously, which I guess that storm that uh, passed through here was going Northeast, right? But anyway, I just thought it was bizarre. It was 80-something degrees there uh, during the, you know, heat of the day. It was hot. You fishing in your new tennis shoes? Yeah, but I am, yeah, I've got this uh, old man thing where my legs and <laughs> things have been hurting. So I got new oh, tennis shoes, but some, I've already burned them up, man. It's like 60 days straight I've worn these things. I know. You got um, you got to buy go two for a while and then you got to the, replace them. You got to buy uh, two of the same ones and then rotate them. Huh? Come on, man. You got to buy two of the same pair and then rotate them. What does that do? No, I don't. They don't have to dry out in my world. Uh, okay, all right. That's what. That's what you're going with. That's the. You know, I've, I've I actually that. have three of the same, three of the same pairs. But there's one set that I I take when I travel, and there's one set that I use when I run, and then there's ones I wear when I'm just jacking around. Uh, but all so, white Velcro. All white with Velcro straps. White, white Walmart, wall, wa- mall walkers. No, yeah. I don't have white tennis shoes with Velcro straps. S-A-S. Thank you very much. So I guess if it was snowing and freezing over in L.A., you know what that means, right? Hell just froze yeah. over. When heck freezes over. <laughs> When heck freezes over, is that what you're talking about? That's right. If heck it froze yeah. over there, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, hey, let's take a break, and on the flip side, we'll talk a little fishing on this wild journey that I just got back speaking from. Speaking of, speaking of, Mr. Graney, I've offered to give you some time uh, on Lake Bastrop, so I just need you to... Swing on by yeah, here. You've and pick offered me up. for me to take you to Son, Lake Bastrop. How many years did we spend together? I need you fishing. to find me some uh, lower unit fluid, though, because I drained it all out and I realized I didn't have any to put any back in. So now how? <laughs> my boat's sitting there without any lower unit fluid. I need back in there. So that's how right. you I can earn use, that spot, TJ. I just used yeah. ten forty. No. Then 40 works for everything. No, no. All right. We'll talk fishing on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us right here 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Who can make it right? This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. Hey, follow us all week at theoutdoorzone.com. That's where you can find the podcast and you can get information on uh, 
tracking with Beefsteak and TJ, myself, and Cody Ryan as he travels around the country. You tuned in to the number one outdoor show in uh, Texas and um, live podcast, live recorded podcast. Hey, Maxwell Supercenter, there's going to be the biggest, this is going to be the biggest Ram Truck Month ever with zero percent financing for 72 months it's back right now during ram truck month at nile maxwell supercenter truckloads of 2023s are showing up every day and you can shop our entire lineup of brand new vehicles just off the transport rams jeeps chryslers and dodges with all the options at nile maxwell supercenter.com by the but the best way to see our new inventory before they're gone is right there at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 0% financing for 72 months is back on the 22 Rams. Uh, you can save up to $13,000 in financing on 0% savings. Man, who, what, who doesn't want to do that deal? You can't get 0% financing out there right now, except on this deal during the Ram Truck Month and Jeep Celebration Days at your Ram and Jeep Experts in Austin. For the best selection in Niles promise to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or online anytime at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. I mentioned before the break that I was uh, made my way up to Clark's Hill Lake is the lake that I was on. Uh, it's on the border of, and I guess they call it Jade something, Truman, Truman something, but the name everyone knows it by is Clark's Hill Lake on the border. Half the lake is in Georgia. Half the lake is in South Carolina. I was there for the Tackle Warehouse Invitational Major League Fishing tackle warehouse invitational um <laughs> big big event and lots of you know we got 150 guys uh that fish every event bunch of the you know big names in in bass fishing and uh it was very humbling humbling tournament for me uh, as far as finishes wise goes yet again i've had two bad events and uh I mean, that's all there is to it. A very neat lake. I I enjoyed it. I had a really good practice. Uh, was really looking forward to it. Um, thought it was funny. I, I posted uh, a video from the um, hotel, motel, that I was staying in. And it was uh, just of the location and the, the life of a professional angler and <laughs> where you get to stay and it's behind the chinese buffet there in that little town that's where i was staying uh directly behind the chinese buffet i was parking so there were no cats uh, around that neighborhood i don't know about cats i don't i did not i, I didn't bet you want didn't anything any. to do with the cats it was crazy though the dogwoods were blooming the yellow film from pollen from everything exploding was just covered on everything i would drain my boat every day and it would just be pouring out of the water and off the boat and it was just nasty nasty the uh amount of yellow film of course you know we get it around here and stuff with all the 
cedar trees and everything, but it was thick. And you just know you're just breathing that in, you know, constantly. So I was outside. That our, so we have a day off in between our practice and the tournament. And I was sitting outside uh, for several hours tying on baits, right? Getting things ready, getting my fishing line, you know, changed out, getting baits tied on. And, and I'm sitting outside and I'm like, man, my face is burning. Like it just was burning like like I was getting sunburned is what it felt like. And I, I mean, it wasn't sunny or anything. It wasn't like one of those instances, but I was thinking maybe the UV is real high or whatever. And I went inside and uh, washed my face or wiped my face down with some cool water and wiped it down with one of their white washcloths from the hotel. And it was just caked yellow <laughs> from the pollen floating was around this in the after, air. This was after you fished all day? This was like... No, this was no. This was my day off. So I wasn't even outside oh. all day, you know, as much as I had been Wow, uh, fishing. Yeah, this was just... And it was probably because I was more aware, you know, what in the heat of the moment of either the tournament, thinking about fishing, or... Uh, and I wasn't wearing, like... I usually wear, like, a neck buff guard deal you know i pull up over my face a lot of times try and keep the sun off right and so i didn't have any of that on or wasn't wearing one of those you know i was just out there in a t-shirt and you know shorts or whatever tying on baits so it was just amazing the amount of pollen and how it just i guess it's pine pine trees out there that were leaving that that was leaving that pollen you know and uh it was it was definitely thick and it's it when you were talking about it that's when i really realized yeah we're, we're the exact same things happening here it seems like spring has sprung at least in the south it, in a lot of places and it's it's definitely early there were fish on beds uh that's usually not to like a late march deal you know early april at, late March through May and there's fish on beds already. Uh, there have been fish on beds there. There were guys catching fish on bed there. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just, it blows my mind as what I was telling a buddy is everything I was seeing in practice. I was really excited for because it's the time of year that I, or the, what I like to see during practice big fish moving around, you know, visually they were shallow and uh, not necessarily on beds where I was seeing them, but they were shallow and that was really exciting for me. I said, there's only one thing that's getting in my head that's messing me up and that's the date. Like this isn't supposed to be happening like this yet. You know, I'm not used to seeing this. If this was later in March or April or May, I would be super excited, but I see still see February as the date and it's not right in my head, you know, but that goes back to the, you've got to, you got to have fish conditions, you know, and this goes for all fishing, like fish are just doing what fish do, whatever that is. And it doesn't mean that they're doing what we have read for years in Bassmaster magazine or what this theory is. Every theory in bass fishing has been debunked at some point or another. Every single one. 
There's no black and white rules for what a bass does. And that's your number one rule right there. There is no uh, black and white for what a bass does. Well, so, it's, it, it's, you know, we, we talk about it, it here in Texas that, uh, December, January, you can go down to the border, you know, and Falcon and Amistad and, uh, and then everything starts moving up and, but you are way, way up there as far as my thought process on how bet how fish start going to bed you were way up there not it, it just seemed yeah out of place yeah it was it was interesting so bass is going to be a bass regardless of what we think hey on the flip side uh we've got all of your favorite segments but before that i want to tell you about altrua health share you know when i travel across the country it's good feeling it's a good feeling knowing that I'm covered, my family's covered uh, by an affordable, top quality healthcare option that can be, uh, you know, finding one can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self employed. But Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare, it's not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and those skyrocketing costs. Altrua HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry, which means members commit to a, standard, a statement of standards, which includes a healthy lifestyle. Contribute each month to a membership escrow account, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's literally how simple it is. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Um... Uh, what do we got up next? News of the weird? Yeah, oh, news yeah. of the weird. Yep. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned in to the number one outdoor radio show in Texas right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Show and recorded live here on Sundays as a podcast for you to enjoy and share with your friends 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com or just go type in the outdoor zone into your favorite podcast at a podcast platforms. I had a buddy driving down the road the other day and he called me and said, Hey, how do I find the podcast? And I said, well, just where do you listen to podcasts? And he told me, and I said, just type in the outdoor zone. And he did. And he goes, Oh, there it is. Well, and you know where he said, okay, somewhere else to go. If you're uh, if you want your vehicle repaired, like my wife's Durango, you know, it can be tough to find a mechanic you can trust. So I use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate. They take pride in what they do. And we want to be the best place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. So Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week, sunautoservice.com, but go see them. Mine is 405 West Slaughter Lane. 
The other locations are 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Again, follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials each week. SunAutoService.com. All right, so sitting here right now looking out the window of the bunkhouse, I see two roosters and a squirrel. And, of course, it's time for News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay, here's one for you. A family raised their beloved pet for two years, believing that it was a Tibetan Mastiff the entire time. But they've since discovered it was not even a dog. The pet kept growing, eventually weighing over 250 pounds, and it began walking on its hind legs. (laughs) It was actually, this is from 1967, and this is a story about beef and how he was raised. A woman named Su Yun brought the animal to her home in Yunnan, a Chinese village, while on vacation in 2016. The adorable puppy had a big appetite going through a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles each day. Uh, soon, Yun started to question if her dog was actually a Tibetan Mastiff, which can grow up to 71 inches tall and weigh up to 180 pounds. The more he grew, the more like a bear he looked, Yun told Chinese media. I am a little scared of bears. Growing concerned, Yun called officials to inspect her dog, only to find out that her pet wasn't a member of the canine family at all. It turns out Yun had been raising an endangered Asiatic black bear. The animal is highly profitable on the black market, easily fetching thousands of dollars in illegal sales. Asiatic Black bears have been used in Asian traditional medicine and foods for a long time. Um, Usidoxalochic acid, I know that's not how you say it, but (laughs) it's fine. A chemical found in the animal's bile has been used to treat medical issues such as liver disease and Chinese traditional medicine. Uh, how How do the Chinese find these things and choose to use them as some kind of medicine i mean were they just digging around in the inside guts of one of these rare bears and uh despite the bear uh being kept as a domestic pet the yun's family with yun's family the animal was taken into care yun yunan wildlife rescue center according to the independent staff members the independent staff members were so afraid of the animal that they opted to sedate it before transporting and officials reported that the bear is living healthy and li- a healthy life in its new home and Yun's family isn't the first one to make this kind of mistake according to reports local media reported that a man also from Yun province raised a bear after finding it alone in the forest and believed that it was a stray dog <laughs> Would you would you take yeah, home? Yeah, yeah straight up. You know, this really reminds me when I uh, when I read this. I and I was listening to you. 
is my mom thought for many years when I was a child <laughs> that she was raising a small bear. <laughs> and I grew up to be, yes, uh, a, a, a white, rather a, large talking bear. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I raised appreciate that. In the circus. Finally, I'm getting the accolades I, I've always wanted to be a talking bear. So, the um, no, what it reminded me of when I read this is you think, how could someone take a, make that mistake? And they go, oh, I guess it wasn't a dog. And it reminds me of the social media around the neighborhood, you know, apps or uh, just the local. Is this a weekly? This is a this is this is your thing, beefsteak. It's just you peruse the neighborhood app or the neighborhood chat rooms. <clears throat> That's what you are. You're the it, you're the uh, you're the nuisance guy. <laughs> the guy that. Comes in and just makes comments. The troller. That's what I'm looking for. You're the a troll. Truth. The, the truth needs to be exposed to the. I'm just yeah. amazed at how many people are making mistakes like this in everyday life for everything. People will go, look, they take a picture or something. They, what is this? Oh my God, that's a dandelion. What is wrong with you? Why, why didn't you, where did you grow up? You're a neighborhood chat room troll. People. People don't That's have a dandelion. People don't have an understanding of of common sense things that they're supposed to be taught, and they should understand and know about the even your environment outside. It's just like people aren't being taught anything anymore, or they don't pay attention. Well, it's they don't only, pay attention. They it's got only a, phone a, a right need in front to of know, right? If you know yeah, something, you look it's it up. Like, it's like if you were to walking uh, down the sidewalk with your phone in your hand, tell you somebody don't notice to, a dandelion. Tell somebody to drive to drive to an address and not use their phone. Well, that's like, I kind of take that personally. Yeah. Like, what? Where? Uh, I. How do I find that address? How do I? How do I get there? What is that piece of paper folded up right there that you're? pulling out of your glove compartment what's a glove compartment <laughs> i see and i had a when i had a landscape company and speaking of that directions like directions is not a thing that young people understand anymore and it's funny i had this exact thought leading into this i had this i had this exact thought uh this week while i was driving i was i was going to mention and ask When's the last time somebody asked you for directions at a gas station? You know, at a gas station, you pull up back in the day, 20 years ago, you pull up to a gas station and I can say that 20 years ago, cause I was <laughs> driving over 20 years ago. That's weird. Wow. Uh, you're old. Yeah. I'm getting old, man. That's weird. Um, Catching up with me 25 years ago, almost. Uh, well, heck, I was driving 30 years ago. And people would ask uh, you where something is. But See, yeah, they would ask, how do I get somewhere? You know, where where's the blah, blah, blah. And you'd say, well, go past the second light on the right. Like nobody asked for directions anymore. See, When's I the have, last time you were asked for directions? I have the opposite problem. I'd start giving people directions. Right. To, and they're like, yeah, yeah we know. Yeah, we we know whatever. You see, I got a phone. Have you seen those commercials on TV where that that insurance company and the guys trying to like teach the young people not to be like their parents? <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressive. Yes, you have. And uh, and the guys like, 
you know, and I laugh every time I see him because I'm so like that. You get in an elevator, you're like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Oh, How are you doing? Yeah, and she has a Paris shirt on. Ooh la la. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. going Ooh, to France. <laughs> you been to Paris? And, and then he, and and the and he's and he's facing into the crowd of people from the doors, not towards oh, the yeah. doors like everybody. <clears throat> and uh, there there's a whole series of them and they're absolutely hilarious, but they are so true. It's so weird. <laughs> so is that good to still give fatherly advice to people? Um, you know, directions or even I I just noticed that, for instance, people are always asking, hey, look, there's a new thing popping up over here, a building, or what's going in there? And with two minutes of research, I can tell you what it is. So why don't we teach people about how to research their own stuff in order to... They do. They go online. They click on their phone, go to Google. <clears throat> they make and... one attempt... They just They're, drive by and when I learned to do research, when I was growing up and I learned to do research, we'd have to go to the card catalog in the library. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'd have to find what what were the ones for the newspaper? There was a, a way to research newspaper articles for a hundred years. With like the film the, uh, with the uh, microfilm. Microfilm. Yeah. Oh yes. man, I did that. And you'd roll and, through and, all that. And back in the day the uh the big deal was encyclopedias and you know they're kind of having a comeback people are wanting to buy old encyclopedias for their house oh my now. god they could come over to my house i have two sets <laughs> you were a sucker for the guy door-to-door <laughs> yeah. -door encyclopedia just, salesman there used to be a thing dollars for those my, that don't know, there my used to wife, be a door-to-door -door encyclopedia sales. My wife bought and a vacuum, a vacuum and pots and pans. Uh, $1,800 vacuum, a Kirby oh, vacuum from, uh, at the front I'll tell door. You, I'll tell you the way to do it nowadays. If you need something for your boat, anything for the marine world, go to Parts View. I, I, this is what I use. It comes straight to my door. I get what I need. I can find it there on PartsView.com. I've used it as a customer before. They were a supporter of the Outdoor Zone. Partsview.com, it's an online, one-stop shop for all your boating needs. Uh, Partsview.com's uh, part, mission is to help boaters enjoy each and every day on the water. They carry over 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands. They've got OEM, Yamaha, Mercury, Suzuki Outboard Parts, Maracruiser Parts, plus... All kinds of cleaning products and, I mean, anything you need for your boat, uh, Parts View has it. They pride themselves in great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, helpful uh, customer service, and uh, resource to help boaters find exactly the right products for their boats. Check them out, our friends, at PartsView.com. Coming up next, it's Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are. Live in the bunkhouse, 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, regulators. 
This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dub blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie, outdoor zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse. My name is TJ Graney, and uh, I want to tell you about our friends at Keystone Bank here in Central Texas. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Let Come me tell join you, the. Let me break in here. Yeah. So I sent a quick email to Keystone Bank for something I couldn't get. I couldn't, it wasn't working on my online account or whatever. Uh-huh. And within like 15 minutes, I got a reply back. It was fixed and everything was fixed. It was cool just to have a, some, a, a bank that responds. A That's person. Why. A person responded immediately. It was done, handled. It wasn't 97 questions later. It was just done. So it was cool. Anyway, carry on. Oh, we're Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart, just like Cody was talking. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. He was out of town, across the country, and he's working with this bank. Beautiful. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person, 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue and beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information and get your account started with our friends at Keystone Bank. Now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Coast Guard here off the coast of Texas rescued three people from the water after boat capsized near Laguna Vista. Notification was received of a 15 to 20 foot capsized boat with three men on board. The three boaters were holding on to the overturned vessel's hull. A 33 foot special purpose craft law enforcement boat crew was launched. To respond, the boat crew arrived on the scene and removed the three men from the capsized vessel's hull. The crew then transported the boaters to awaiting emergency medical service personnel at Station South Padre Island. A group of Texas game wardens traveled to Arizona for education and training on wildlife-human interaction and responding and response training for predators Native to the Southwest, wardens took part in forensic investigation and evidence collecting, tracking, and trapping. The experience gained will support wardens as they coordinate with biologists and ranchers to ensure the conservation of these animals. Man, I have seen more people sharing game cam photos of mountain lions than I have seen in a very long time. You got to wonder. Yeah, just in general. I mean, I had tons of coyotes on mine this year. You know, a pack of coyotes eating corn (laughs) on my trail cams. Weird. Yeah. 
and and uh cj my uh son-in-law who is a predator hunter and does it uh semi-professionally and tournament competitively competitively uh man they've been whacking and stacking them just i mean what did he he had like 40 coyotes and bobcats the other day no i don't know about one day oh it was like 30 or four oh yeah it was like 30 or something it was was around 30 number but it was bobcats um coyotes and raccoons the picture yeah they were they've been winning contest left and right just so. and and I and putting the smackdown on them big yeah. big big and uh and I've been to some of those weigh-ins and the ones that I've gone to I I have been to and it's been a little while since I've been to them but they got fur traders right there and they're turning their animals uh right over to the fur traders and yeah, they, I think that's the way they the organization or whatever I'm sure that's part of the way they make their money right well, most of it, I think, is from entry fees and side pots, but uh, and sponsorships. Well, that's There's how a, they maybe their paybacks. They the, but I was yeah. thinking the organization themselves. Yeah, because that's the right. prize money, right? I mean, they take the entry and they yeah, get a couple. But of no, I think uh, I think I don't know that they get a bunch of money from the from the uh, guys that are there picking up the skins but, but i don't know maybe so yeah man that's a maybe so. that's a money deal that's a money deal and i mean that's you listen to that meteor podcast and those boys talk about it. those are those are fur trading dudes they understand that game and and i know we don't have the best furs down here obviously you know the we get a lot of mangy mangy animals down here in the heat in the texas heat but I'm sure they're pretty good right now. And we don't have necessarily probably the biggest, you know, coyotes and stuff like that. You know, I well, wouldn't think. <clears throat> well, have you, you know, I was going to ask you all, we just uh, looked, we were looking for a coyote for our KOZ group, uh, a mount, you know, a full-size coyote mount. You know how much people are wanting to do? Uh, I mean, he got, one guy I called said, I'll give you one that I got in the freezer and but it'll be eighteen hundred dollars. What do you think about mounted? that? Yeah, mounted like a full mount of it sitting, you know, up. Um, it's a lot of work. Like howling. Yeah, but it's do you think it's work. worth eighteen hundred? I mean, I I would. I'm sorry, I wouldn't pay eighteen hundred dollars. Well, you wouldn't done. either. But you, I mean, you're kind of a you go door to door to your neighbor's house and pick up free stuff they have on the curb. You know what you ought to do is you ought to put that out there. Cause I guarantee you there are fellas who are at the end of their time on this planet that have their house full of bobcats and coyotes and deer mounts and all kinds of stuff. And mom is not going to keep them around. Once dad's gone, they just don't have the value. I quit. I quit getting things mounted because I just, I'm not going to leave a bunch of mounts around. I am. I'm going to mount. I mount everything. It's, it's a memory. That's not, that's that, that I do. 
I mean, whether it's a skull mound or uh, whatever, it's the it's the story. I can look at everything I have mounted, and I can tell you a story. Well, you're young. You'll be around for a while. Maybe, you know, never know. But I'm 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 putting everything on the wall. Everything is a story, even like a skull. How mount. often do you point at each one and say, "Well, let me tell you about these the forty seven stories I have in here." Well, if nobody new has been over recently. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> they don't want to hear 47 stories. You never sure. get to tell all those stories. So I, I, I get to look at them, though. I'll tell now, you, what. you you probably get you probably get your uh, anytime that my granddaughter has friends over. You go, OK, kids. Now you're <laughs> going to have you have to stay with me for Story a minute. Now, let me tell, I'm going to tell you nine stories and then. I can look at every mount I have on the wall. I'm not just, I mean, there's a story behind everything. I'm not a, I don't just tell pull the, the African stories. Tell the African stories. Well, I do where that. We're, where our, our mounts are together forever. forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Well, that's they the are. That, that's the, uh, that's, well, we'll tell it on the flip side on top of the hour. Uh, hey. We're going to take a break, but we've got a whole nother hour of the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it right here. You can also catch us 24-7, 365 at your favorite podcast outlets. Just look at theoutdoorzone.com. Outdoor Zone. 